Welcome, one and all, from your homes to episode 113 of Ladies with Gumption, Waffling. We are the Ladies with Gumption. We recap TV in a flash. I am Tatiana, and I'm here with... Jessica. And May. You can find us at DCTV Gumption on Twitter. You can find us at ladieswgumption.tumblr.com if you'd like to send some feedback. Or if you'd like to send a longer email, it can go to ladieswgumption.com at gmail.com and of course our podcast is wherever podcasts are found itunes google play spotify stitcher and patreon where you will get it 24 hours in advance and get to hear our thoughts on other non-dctv things such as harley quinn and the birds of prey and also harley quinn and no birds of prey (laughs) so please support us with whatever leftover money is not being used to support yourself in these trying times um, now on to news. Uh, the entire DCEU WB slate has changed around. Um, weirdly, the Flash was moved up like a month. So now it's coming at June 3rd, 2022. Perhaps mm-hmm. because they know it's not coming at all. So they may as well put whatever. <laughs> on the Let's just um, tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> However, Shazam has been pushed back from April 2022 to November second 2022 and batman has gone from june 25th to october of 2021 so because um, it's the superior film and needs edits (laughs) 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 um i mean i understand why they're all push being pushed back because you know the batman thought that they were going to take two weeks off and then come back to work but obviously that's not been the case so i totally get the shifts in um dates but what is weird i know that we don't think the flash movie is coming and i obviously it's been delayed for so long that it's just a legend it's like the um 20th century (laughs) fox is the mutants that never the new mutants that never showed up and still not given a, a new release date either um so i don't know about that one like i think it's really interesting that they moved it up a month even if it never exists that like why would you do that yeah <laughs> don't you a think it needs like more no time, time? <laughs> yeah exactly so weird oh yeah. well um that being said um supergirl's john crier um discussed um that there was a plan to stop lex in the current season but because they ended early that plan doesn't necessarily fall into place so clearly season five supergirl is not going to actually end so it's going to be like a flash where it just stops Mm-hmm. And he's on um, or at the very least, I assume, right? Because they're not going to like rework the finale without scenes that they don't have. Right. I think um, they just reshuffled a couple things to make it so that because he hadn't shot those scenes yet, mm-hmm. and so they're just going to f- fix it so that that's not really what happens anyway. So I guess they have some sort of ending that doesn't involve him. Right. Right. So, like, the point is that because of, like, coronavirus, like, obviously things have changed in, like, the writers' rooms. And I know we were talking, um, well, I guess it's on a a Patreon episode. So if you have Patreon, then you know what we're talking about. But we were talking about, um, and Anon was asking about Danielle, and people were speculating that maybe because of the coronavirus, she'll be written back into episode, like, 20 or something like that. And I think you were saying 20 was already pretty much... In the game. I guess Grant said Mm -hmm. most... Mostly wrapped. Yeah. Um, I think there were like a few scenes left that didn't involve him. So he thought it was wrapped. <laughs> right. So we're, they're saying that, you know, 
if she, it depends on if how Caitlyn was written out prior to her like maternity leave. Because if she left and the story made sense without her in it, then I don't really see a reason why to put her back in it. But considering that this episode, she, she just, they didn't have any explanation. She was just gone at all. It I mean it's entirely possible, like what they did for John Cryer. What's going on, in Supergirl? Thinking that they're also going to do for like the Flash and just rewrite some stuff coming back in. Yeah. I mean, it also depends on if Danielle wants to stay home, you know, for with with her child for a while, or if she's, like, ready since now the baby hasn't <laughs> born. This last month. Ready to leave. That's enough exactly. mother to stay. Yeah. And <laughs> it also like, depends. Listen. I still think it depends on how they're going to do it like there's um there are some shows i don't know which ones exactly i can't remember but there are some shows that are just they were just going to tack on like uh an episode ahead of the season or yeah. if they're just going to rework it into like an additional ep- set season seven episodes um i feel like, I like they might just any longer just give me like a special two hour special yeah exactly i think that <laughs> that would be the best way to go to just have that happen before the season seven premiere and then we don't have to wait at all so there you go right. <laughs> We also know um, that The Flash, like we just said, episode 20 didn't finish filming, didn't wrap, so episode 19 is going to be the season finale. Or, you know, placeholder until we get a season finale. Which means that Iris is just going to be stuck in the mirror forever. Not really. Lies. (laughs) (laughs) And then I see Ozzy and Megan and Candace on black hair. Yeah, so that was like, um, Tisha Campbell was on The Real, and she was talking about her experience when she was young. She was like 18 on the set of some TV, I think it was a TV show, and, um, you know, some white lady was doing her hair, and then like when she left, she she hadn't like gone out of earshot, and so she heard this lady complaining like, I hate doing black people's hair because it feels like pubic hair or something like that, and she was saying that, you know... I think, I, I feel like, I have to go back and watch, like, the clip. I don't know if it was, like, the end of her shooting or whatever, because I guess this lady had been working on her hair for a while, but her hair was, like, falling out, and oh hearing that from, like, this this lady, you know, talking about her hair in, like, a negative way, and connecting that to the fact that her hair is, like, now falling out, I feel like, you know, because she was saying, you know, you from that experience, she always wears protective styles on set because you never know the um, energy that the person is putting oh, yeah. into like, their hair. Yeah. So, like, this woman has been, like, hating working with her hair for, like, a while. Mm-hmm. She now is in this place where, like, her hair is falling out and just now, like, connecting those two dots of why her hair is so unhealthy with uh-huh. what this woman is saying. And Candace retweeted um the clip or someone's quoted the clip and then uh Ozzy and, and Megan also added like their thoughts about how basically you know I think Megan also said that she always wears protective styles when she goes to set um and there's just because there's not enough black hairstylists unionized and so how that is consistently a problem and this is like you know from a while ago and right. it's still a problem, the current problem. So it was like, you know, we have to continue to work on this so that the girls in the next generation won't have this same problem, you know, right. still. 
And though it is not my place, I 100% agree. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 100, 100% for sure. That being said, um, we will now move into the actual episode of um, Legends of Flash with our likes, our dislikes, and our lady with gumption of the week. And guess who our wonderful hostess will be? Our hostess with the mostest, May. Yay, it is I. <laughs> Side A will start with The Flash, but the titles are Homeless, Punch of the Gut, Slash Family Reunion, Happy Times, Slash Sad Times. <laughs> um, over on The Flash, we have Black Hole Threatens Joe's Life. So after Black Hole hires Ragdoll to kill Joe, Singh, who is actually the mirror version of him, suggests he go into witness protection, but Joe refuses to stop investigating Carter Carver because the Wests are just so hard-headed. While investigating Carver with Cisco, Ralph runs into Sue, who happens to also have... Uh, Italian language speaking skills and then Iris becomes suspicious <laughs> of Ava which did not happen on the show so we believe it is a deleted scene <laughs> it has to be a deleted scene yeah, yeah. what sparked joy um just to get into cause this is kind of a heavy episode it's kind of like a stressful episode with you know Joe just determined to die <laughs> and like ragdoll and, and everything but like Ralph and Sue I think brought a lot of levity into an otherwise like really stressful episode. Um, I just enjoy, you know, Dollar General Selena, Kyle, and her antics. Um, we haven't seen her for a while, so it was nice to get Sue back. And also, now we've introduced Sue to Cisco. I thought Cisco and Sue's dynamic was really, really fun. Uh, it was like weirdly <laughs> flirty, like uh, very, very flirty between Sue and Cisco. Like in, I in, in front of Ralph too. He was like, it was kind of funny because like Cisco just inserted himself into like Ralph and Sue's banter when they caught her in the computer room or whatever. And like when she leaves, he like catches her kiss, <laughs> her kiss. Like, oh, you fancy, yeah, like all of that. <laughs> Which just Cisco like, forgot great. for a moment that he had a girlfriend. <laughs> You know, Mirror Cam- Camilla is nowhere to be found. So, you know, while the mirror is away, I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I really enjoyed them, uh, all of those scenes together. Um, I think Ragdoll is one of the better repeat villains that was introduced from last season. So it was nice to see him back again. He's just so, like, I don't know, like, he, his lack of empathy is just what makes him, like, super, aside from the fact that he can, like, twist and and bend into, like, unrealistic shapes and fit into stuff, but the fact that, you know, his mom had a heart attack and died, he's like, well, guess I can't torture her anymore, (laughs) who else can I make suffer, and that's, like, his whole, whole MO, like, he just wants suffering, and that's just what makes him like a creepy villain. Like I it probably didn't take Carver much to convince him to join Black Hole because it just seems like he does it for fun. Um, so having him back and having him as the villain, um, Trissy Toys Troy is always kind of just great to have on set. So I thought that was really um, interesting villain for this episode. Um, I like that, you know. It feels like we're, I mean, next week it looks like we're going to take a detour, but if this episode feels like we're starting to open up at least more of the Eva and Carver dynamic and kind of setting up 
these two villains to us, but like adversaries to each other as well. So we get to see more of that dynamic. Um, I love Candace's acting and how much he's confusing Grant. (laughs) 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 She played both Iris and Mira Iris in this episode and just, um, it was funny because in the interview before the episode, like Grant did a couple of different interviews and he was just like, you know, it's, I, I forget whether it was EW or, or TV line and asked him about like how the dynamic between him and Candace has to change to play Barry and Mira Iris. And he was saying that, you know, it's just been hard not having as many scenes with Candace this season because they're still isolated. So and I was thinking like, so hard. <laughs> no, he's like even when we're together it's uh, it's different right. and it's a different it's dynamic like, it's a little it's awkward like, you still have like scenes like what are you talking about grant you still have scenes together like the only difference is that she's playing a character that's not in love with you and grant is just like i don't know who this person is he don't he doesn't like, know this woman Candace is a method actress man like like she is so good that grant cannot tell that she is still the same person it's like, you know, <laughs> with babies and like you hide your face and they're like, oh my God, where did they go? That is like, <laughs> Candace is mirror eyes. <laughs> but it's, Candace is just hitting it out of the park consistently. Mirror Iris, it was just cold and detached and the, I'm not going to put it as spark joy because it, it did not spark joy. But um, yeah, it's. I guess the, the the effect was delivered in that she did what she was supposed to do in draining his speed. Um, but the best thing about it is not the fight, but the trailer for the next episode in which we see that Barry is like, you know what? That's not my wife. Like that was if that was what it took to get to this is not my wife, then so be it. I had um, many uh, appreciations throughout the episode, though mostly I will say. Um, I love Sue, as has already been discussed by Jessica. Sue is uh, excellence. Um, she makes Ralph more interesting and funnier and, like, smoother and, like, uh, less of a crap bag. I love that he called himself a crap bag. Um, gross. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Gross. Um, and also, I like that, I guess they, I don't really understand what happened with her parents, but it sounds like she's going after Carver, which is a plus precisely because of whatever happened to her parents. Like, he did something to her parents, or investments, or... Money. Um, yeah. So whatever they did, he's extorting it. Yeah. So, so she's so she's protecting her parents, which is great. She now sounds like a better person already. Yeah, already likes, you know, Sue even more than I did before, which is already a lot. Um, and yes, she and Cisco's banter was quite flirtatious. It was very... Uh, but there was no, like sense of jealousy or anything so I was like maybe it's just how they are it's just their selves so it wasn't actually meant to be anything I don't know but it was but it was still enjoyable I think Cisco is a great uh, third wheel for that pairing um also more you know hints of how they're totally not ever going to get married uh are always fun to see I think it was a little less obnoxious this time around. It was it was more just like LOL and not like, all right, we get it. We get it. <laughs> so that's good. Um, so yeah, that whole storyline was fun. I enjoyed it. Then there was Joe letting out his, you know, his his Gryffindor side that we did not know he had in him previously. I swear, like, didn't we sort him as Hufflepuff? We did. We did. Because he's always yeah. telling everyone to be cautious. And now now he's like, I'm going to just go die. 
he's always been a hypocrite because yeah yes that is where iris gets it from now we know now we know um but i did enjoy getting to see him actually investigate getting to see him actually be a cop um which i feel like we never get to see so that was fun um and it was interesting because it's like obviously he shouldn't be doing what he's doing and yet the people telling him not to do it are mirror people um, so maybe he should be doing it and yet not doing what they said it's like reverse psychology because that's what gets him in trouble and that's what gets right. them to succeed <laughs> you know what I mean so I was like y'all y'all are either really smart or again everyone in the mirrorverse is like the most passive um, person ever like hmm if I just stand here eventually it will go my way <laughs> right. <is> <laughs> <laughs> that's so, <for> sure. so <laughs> Like, these people are so dumb, they'll just do it to themselves. Um, but yeah, I did like, <laughs> I, I did like Joe going toe to toe with Carver, although there was one thing specifically that did not spark joy, but that's okay. And then I liked him, you know, going to rescue Cecile. Um, they were very romantic this episode. Good for them. And also, Jenna was acknowledged as a person that exists. Um, and, and so, so was, was Joni. So was Joni. <laughs> so we have more daughters in the West family. Um, but my favorite thing, I think, was when Cecile was like, no, um, you know, don't. I don't know what she, she was. Like, she was like, no, look, I have to stay with you. And then Joe was like, no, to take care of Jenna. So I was like, yes, thank you. We can't gin and son this BS. We're not lost. We're not going to die together so that the baby can be taken care of by the babysitter. So we'll just never <laughs> stop taking care of her. So anyway, I like that. Um, and then, of course, the main berry well, not main. The main part was Joe, and I liked most of that. But then the, you know, main overarching storyline of the Mariverse with Barry, um, still not recognizing his wife. Uh, I liked that. I like that Mira Iris is still smart, I guess. Like, she's like, like, that Iris would have been able to figure that out, and so did Mira Iris. Like, oh, hmm, I know what I'll do. I'll just say I don't love him. And then he will lose his feet. <laughs> So I'm like, all right, you know, that is how it works. That is how it works. So, um, so I like that. I like, I like that. I thought they they did a really good job in the final fight scene, like the actors did, and what you brought up, you know, was was perfectly on point. That like <laughs> Grant cannot recognize Candace when she is near <laughs> Iris, just like Barry is like, what is happening when she is near <laughs> Iris? So, um, I really enjoyed his confusion. Um, though, you know, that is very mean of me, but I thought that it was, it was like very well played. Cause like, of course, like Iris would never be saying these things. And yet here is Iris saying these things. And I don't know anything about the mirrorverse. So why would I automatically assume that this is Iris's, you know, also, as far as I know, the multiverse is gone. So there are no other Iris's. So this can't be a devil ganger. What is happening? Clayface? Is that you? I don't know. So, <laughs> so I thought that was very well played on his part. And also, I felt like Iris, like, Mirror Iris didn't, like, really want to be mean to, like, be that mean to Barry. Like, she was like, I kind of, I kind of don't dislike Barry. So she just kind of, like, got it out of the way as, like, quickly and I would say painlessly, but obviously he is still in pain. But, you know, just, like, ripping off the band-aid, like, all right. That's true, because she she was just trying to, like, at first she was like, well, let's go run and find my dad. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's almost like she doesn't also it's also like she doesn't understand any other mission besides the one thing that she was sent there to do. <laughs> right. Right. So, yeah. 
So yeah, if you had I just thought... gone running, Barry, this could have been over. <laughs> exactly. You could have oh. been happy, Barry. You were just taking me to find my dad. But oh well. <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh what else? I feel like there should be more to say about this, but I guess we'll just save it for the next part. Uh, May. <laughs> <laughs> um I actually I mean, as an episode, objectively it wasn't bad, right? Like it's, it's not like I sat there and I was like, Oh my God, this is so boring. It's dragging out, whatever. But you know, it was intense and it moved several plots forward. We finally got to see um, Ava and Carver. Like there's just mutual disdain there, you know, like we got that forward movement. She finally figured out how to send a mirror to his place. It's so creepy. Like he doesn't have any mirrors. It's, it's super terrifying to be honest. Um, And you know, this sense that they both think that they were trying to do something good for the world. So they're both coming from like the same perspective. They just both have different. Both narcissistic. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty like cool to finally see them go at each other. Um, So like, it makes me want to know more about the fallout and and what really happened and all that. So that was really fun. Ragdoll is always a great meta when he returns. He's just, like watching him twist, I was looking at some of Twisty Troy's uh, pictures today. I'm like, this dude, like, I can't believe he's real. You know, it's just doing these crazy things with his body. And it is amazing to watch on screen. Um, so he's always like fun to, when he comes back. And I'm glad that he's not dead or anything. So he's he's bound to come back at some point in the future. I'm upset, though, that Mama Markle is gone because that's just sad. Um, yeah, and we didn't cute. even see her again. Yeah. No, what a shame. Um, the board game night was cute. Like, it's just like, oh, they have these things. They still do these things. So that's really nice. Um, and then love the Ralph Sue stuff in general. I still think they have, like, a really great dynamic. It's nice to see that when she does pop up, her story gets um, developed in some way. And then Ralph's story sort of also gets developed in some way because his story is her story, <laughs> essentially. Like, she's getting way more than him as a person. Um, but they, they have like a fun banter. That's always fun to see. And Cisco's is excellent in, in those scenes. And I was, I just want to say, I, I like being right the two, three times a year, maybe about something in that January <laughs> galore was actually yes. Sue. So I, yeah, <laughs> yes. So Eric was, I remember Eric teased this and I'm like, you know, Eric's like, people. Oh yeah. He said, want well, to think of him a lot. So that was really cool. Um, then Barry making points to protect Joe, even though Joe's being super stubborn about going after Carver, but it was also added like a double layer for his own fear and like not being able to protect Iris and Joe in that he's losing his powers. He was not there for her in 610, which they kind of brought back, um, when she first got hurt by Carver, like the real Iris. Um, so like the underlying fear that he has and like the final fight really is what, broke him as a person um that not being able to be there for joe in the end like he didn't get there in time if joe hadn't gone um out on his own and then iris yelling at him and then like getting him to the point where he no longer has a home you know and it's it's brutal in the sense that like people were comparing it to the pipeline fight last year and in this sense it's like more heartbreaking because even though it's not real iris like there's this sense of devastation, you know, like there's no going back 
for Barry. And we've seen this in the trailer for next week, which is great. Look at so all that was really good. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, was, you know, it's like the stuff of, of um, Fick uh, and Vids, you know, they're like, oh, my God, the door slamming in his face, the music in the background. Like, yes, he just so dramatic. stands outside. He's so <laughs> lost and confused. He doesn't understand what's happening. <laughs> he needs to hold on to the wall for support yes. and, and guidance. <laughs> Yeah, it's like so well acted, and also my hats off. Like to the just that whole scene is incredible. They're like chemistry is palpable. They really sell it. Like they take the writing and they elevate it, um, obviously. It. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then my hats off to Candace, to be honest, because like I was just watching the episode. I'm just looking at her face. I'm like, you know, obviously this is the same person, but there's something about her eyes that's different like there's nothing about her face that's uh, soft i guess you know like using grant and the audience at the same time (laughs) that is an actress people (laughs) it's she has like hard lines on her face she there's no empathy or sympathy there whatsoever it's just you know hard as glass (laughs) um yeah those were like the best parts of the episode what did not spark joy uh, well i saw that chris and kim was writer on this episode so like i should have known then that there was going to be some stuff i didn't like um not she has like hits and misses um i this overall i guess it was you know as far as being like a stressful intense episode it delivered on that but all the things that stressed me out or things i didn't like so, um, Joe was, like, high-key, just annoying with his insistence on going after Carver with no backup plan. Um, and it's just funny because he is doing right now exactly what he wouldn't let Iris do. Like, he wouldn't let Iris do shit for, like, the first 28 years of her life. And mm-hmm. everything that he was telling her not to do. And even in the first, like, um, part of this story arc where Iris actually, like, gets hurt and he was like you know you need to slow down like take this the methodical way and plan and all this kind of stuff and here he is just like spiraling out of control and going after carver um the fact that carver tried to kill him like twice within this episode and joe is still like no we have to do it like you have like a not a wife because they're not married but you have a girlfriend and you have a baby at home and why is why is it now that he is just like spiraling in this kind of sense and that he just won't let go of the whole kind of detective cop thing that he'd been for like years i feel like they should have like i don't know i don't know if they explore if if just like the hiatus has just put so much time between the last time we saw joe struggle with being chief of police versus just a regular detective that it, it felt like here he still hadn't found that balance and how to let go of doing like the groundwork that he's been used to doing for like all of his life. And I feel like all of his arguments with Barry, like he didn't really have, you know, there was no reason why he was just so insistent on doing things without backup or protection. Um, I don't know. It's like, it's like, (laughs) if you compare, like, I know like, uh, People during like coronavirus lockdown are like trying to get their parents to like stay their ass in the house and not go out. <laughs> I feel like I was like Barry and Joe. Like Joe was like, I just want to go to the grocery store. And Barry's like, No, you had you can't. You are <laughs> you are a high end 
Rest person when you sit home. Like that's what it <laughs> felt like to me. I feel like the whole bomb situation. So like he Joe switches out himself for Cecile, um, which is fine. And he gets buried to like run her off, which is also like the correct decision. But one, it took Barry, like Barry, I don't know why he did this. It just seemed, it was like weird editing or weird directing or whatever, but he runs her out of the building and then he continues to run her like halfway across the city, knowing that he's like low on speed and that he doesn't have much time before the bomb goes off and he still has to go back and get Joe. So you like, you see him, drop off Cecile and then there's like this long running sequence of him like running across the city I'm like why did you run that far babe <laughs> that's not efficient what are you doing <laughs> and he gets back and like this and like while he is running Joe is like you know what there's only a couple seconds left I don't know all the all the wires to this bomb are green I don't know which one I'm doing let me just pull a wire let me pull a wire so it's just still him being like I don't know. I don't know why he was so insistent on trying to die this episode, but I feel like he was for no reason. Um, But even, like, he got lucky. He pulled the right cord. He had time to, like, disarm the bomb. This is, like, what I was talking about this on, like, Twitter, and, like, someone was responding, like, Joe had time to disarm the bomb, get out the chair, think about it (laughs) in the corner for like, however long until Barry got back. Like, that's how long it took Barry. Like, Jill probably, like, got up, got a glass of water, went to the bathroom. Like, he had all this time <laughs> between when Barry left and when Barry got back. And that's just, like, not great planning on Barry's part. Um, yeah. The whole West Allen fight scene. Like, a lot of people were like, yes, thanks. But I just... it. Some of the things that Mira Iris said, I get like the mission objective of what she had to do and why she had to go low blows just because Barry didn't want to run his feet out the normal way. Um, but like the whole thing of, you know, now we both lost our parents, Barry, and it's like, your parents are still alive. You just don't know where he is. Like that's <laughs> not the same as having two parents that are definitely dead. Um and just I didn't like it I didn't like the whole thing I felt like I don't I don't think it was worse than the last season's fight to be honest just because it wasn't Iris and so the things that she was saying she was saying to her barrier on purpose and I feel like because she was doing that her reasons didn't make any sense so like the first in um the episode I guess the Valentine's Day episode, the first episode where you have Mira Iris and she's acting different and she gets into an argument with Barry about how he's like overprotective and, and wishes he had more confidence in her. I felt that. That, even though it wasn't Iris, it felt like something that Iris, like an Iris moment, like something that she could have had like an actual issue with. This just felt like, I, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have anything to go on so I'm just gonna like throw out shit and see if it sticks um so I, I just felt like I wasn't as connected to this fight and I felt just off just because I don't know it just felt like they had to to do something to kick Barry out of the house I don't know if they could have made him suspicious some kind of other way but I don't know it was not my favorite 
it just it kind of made it seem like it was like porn for all Irish haters, like because this is how they in their minds think that Irish acts. Right. So I mean, I guess in a way, by showing near Irish acting this way, it's like you know opposite that Irish would never act that way. So they're like, I guess the slash you could be making the point in that way, but you know, people that are already delusional and think that this is how Iris actually asks don't get that connection. Right. So, like, a lot of people that have issues with it on Twitter, they're like, oh, Iris, she da-da-da-da, and, like, you do realize that was near Iris. Like, I was pretty clear Iris hasn't been here for, like, two months now. Um, but they will still blame Iris for stuff that near Iris said. So, I don't know. It was just kind of unnecessary. Like, I almost wish Barry would have fought back. Like, just, you know, something. <laughs> I, I honestly know. wanted him to scream. I was like, why didn't you pick up your phone, Iris? I called you several times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Call her out for being shady. You know, <laughs> something. Whatever. He's just so scared <laughs> they're going apart and now... Here we are. Yeah, and now, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he got kicked out. He got booted out of his house. Is that all your dislike, my dear? Yeah, probably. All right. Probably. If probably. you think of more, you know, just jump on in. Yeah. Um. So, yes, I will start with Joe being a stupid ass. Um. Like, first off, for the most part, I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. Go off on your own because no one else is doing shit. But um, fine point is why the hell would you show him the recording? Yeah. So he can delete the recording. If, you know, if you're not live streaming it at that moment, if you've been live streaming it to the police station, okay, but otherwise shut your mouth and go about your business, you moron. <laughs> um, so that was really dumb. But at a larger point, he knows that Iris was investigating Carver and the mirror, not, well, you know, mirror gun and whatever. And, and he knows that Iris loves to take unnecessary risks um, and go against what people tell her to do. So why wouldn't he have gone to Iris with his little Carver plans or whatever? Like, hey, help me investigate or hey, you know, be my backup or whatever. Even to like, for... I feel like they had to make Joe out, like, out of character to make this plot work. Yes. They did. I feel like that's a big part of my issue with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was out of character for the plot. And also it just, for me, it exacerbates just how passive Iris, both Irises have been in this plot. Ever since the first episode where it was revealed that she was near Iris, which was a great one for her, and like you said, they, we had that, like, fight that could have been Iris, so it's like you're on your, you don't really know what to make of it because it actually does make sense. And then it's like, surprise, bitch, it's not Iris. So that was great. But then after that, it's just kind of been like, hi, I'm here with my secret plan that I, no one knows what the secret plan is, and the way that I enacted is just by sitting here, and sometimes when someone finds out that it's me, a mirror, I send them to the Mirrorverse so they can just hang out in one random room that Eva will tell them, this is the only room in the Mirrorverse. You cannot leave. However, I will now leave to go somewhere else because I have to do something. Please don't try to open the door. And then they're like, okay, we won't. (laughs) I feel like the mirror gun is, is different from where Iris and Eva are, though. Like, Iris got in, like, the original way. But, like, the mirror gun is, like, a pocket universe or something. But wouldn't it be great if we could find out by actually seeing it happen? But we don't know what they're doing. 
it's, it's driving me nuts. I'm like, what is the fucking mirror world? What is the mirror gun? You've told me nothing. We finally learned Eva's plan this episode, which is no one can take my husband down but me. However, Great I bitch. can't do anything because I'm in this mirror. So no one will take my husband down, period. I will just glare menacingly at him from the one shard of the mirror that still exists after he punches it. So, uh... I forgot to say that I hate Carver. And it's just so like, like, yes! White man, the most bland white man in existence. This is perfect casting, accurate villain. But then, like, in real in real life, he is married to a black woman. So I, now I feel bad. I'm like, oh, he has to <laughs> <laughs> He's like the Reese Witherspoon of, like, white men. Where, like, recently I um, binged, like, Little Fires Everywhere. And it's kind of like, Reese plays a lot of Karen roles where, you know, like, Little Fires Everywhere and then, like, Big Little Lies or whatever. But in real life, she gets, like, Ivy Park gift baskets from Beyonce, you know, stuff like that. So she's not, like, the character that she plays (laughs) on the screen. So, (laughs) same way, like, Eric Nissinger is not the same (laughs) Nininger. As Carver. It's not the same as like Carver. Good on to TV. know. That's good to know. <laughs> but yes, he is super bland as a character. Like, oh my god. Um, I don't. Again, like I also don't know what his motivation is, other than I'm gonna hurt people with mirrors. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. I just know that Eva doesn't like it, but she doesn't dislike it enough to let the Flash take care of him. So whatever. Um, so, yeah, I just think everything is very convoluted in terms of um, motivations and machinations. And it should not take us, like, six episodes to understand what the villain or the side villain or the heroes are doing. Like, we have literally just been in stasis for six episodes. We have not found anything else out about Black Mirror. We have not found anything out about Carver and how he's connected to Black Mirror, etc. So I don't like it. And when they had their little fight, little mirror fight, I was like, who do y'all think you are? The mechanic and the thinker? Because you are not. You You tried, but you failed. So whatever. Um, I like that black mirror is actually a good combination of of, uh, what is happening. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Um, What else happened? What else was I going to say? Um... Yeah, so just basically Iris not being active. Like, we saw her in that one scene, and then supposedly she was going to be suspicious, and I don't know why we didn't just get it happen. Like, she could have been suspicious because she was like, my husband is is the Flash. And Eva was like, wow, your husband is the Flash. And then Iris could have been like, hmm, you've been in this mirror for as long as the Flash has existed. So why would you have any thoughts on the Flash? Because uh, what? she went in during the particle accelerator explosion, so she shouldn't yeah. have no idea. Exactly, exactly. So like that was the perfect opportunity for her to be suspicious. And in fact, Iris could have even said that on purpose to see because she was suspicious. But no, nothing, nothing. So I don't know what they're doing. Um, whatever. Um, and yeah, so Iris, Mirror Iris was barely involved, even though it was her dad, her fake dad. At the very least, someone should have been like, hmm, why don't you care about your dad? But she did. If she was like there, being like, I care. And now I will not be seen for 30 minutes. And then I will care again. <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess. So in terms of it being like a big storyline for Iris, Iris has not gotten to do shit with it. So I don't like that. Mm, is there anything else that I don't like? Um, no, I like everything about Sue and Ralph. So that's great. I can't believe I'm saying that. Like, Ralph was my favorite part of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And also, not that I, you know, y'all know that I don't care that Caitlin is not in this episode, and that will not be in the next four episodes. But how are they going to just have her disappear and not say anything? Like, you know what? They do it with Ralph all the time. Like, make up an excuse of, like, going to see her mom or something. Exactly. I mean, Ralph has another job, A, and another home that he lives in. Caitlin has no job. And as far as I know, she lives in Star Labs. So I think it's very weird that she's not there and everyone's just like, makes sense. I'm sure she has other places to be. I don't know what those places are, but I know she has them. So whatever. The the end. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I didn't notice, so it doesn't matter to me whether there's an excuse or not to me. <laughs> but I did find it strange that, like you said, mentioned about Iris having like a few scenes and then just popping back in later. But they sort of did the same thing to Cisco, except he had like one or two scenes and then disappeared for the rest of the episode. Um, and I don't know if it's because like they just didn't go to Star Labs or anything, but it was also strange. Like it felt like they didn't, they had people coming in and out of this episode that didn't flow. So yeah, much. like Allegra for like two seconds, and that mm-hmm. popped up. I was like, "What the yeah. fuck?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I did not like that. I did not like. I wanted to see Iris be suspicious of Ava. Let me see Iris be suspicious of Ava. Finally, some plot. But instead, I got a, a Nash and Allegra scene, and I was, you know, I was like six fifteen. You got that for you guys. I thought it was over. We can move on. <laughs> there are bigger fish to fry in this universe right now, and it just felt like. It was an unnecessary addition to an episode that had a lot going on already. Um, And what bugged me was just like the little things mostly. I mean, they're big things in the larger scheme of things. But like Joe not telling Barry that Wally said to keep an eye out for Iris because she's acting weird. Um, That didn't come up. And I thought it was going to come up because if they were going to get rid of Joe, they might as well have him tell that to Barry right before he left. Because then we would have actively had Barry be suspicious before the big blow up to begin with. And then um obviously like I don't like I'm enjoying the, you know, Candace playing evil Iris, but I would like to see more of the mirrorverse in general because I feel like it's just empty. You know, like yeah. the world is actually empty, but you know, and it's it's getting to be a little unbelievable. Like I can buy like she's stuck there for a few episodes. That's fine. But in this, like, it's getting to the point where she does need to, she does need to finally get out because Ava's having all these side conversations, and like, how can Iris not know about them? She's the only other person there. <laughs> like, is she going to? Is there a bathroom in the mirrorverse? If you, you know, a shower that you guys are just uh, taking because you just have nothing else to do? And it's getting to the point where like Iris has come up with at least three ways for them to get out of the mirrorverse and Ava shut her down every time or made up some excuse. So it's definitely high time for that story to be moving forward. Um, so it's not like that. And I found it weird too, that nobody really asked why Iris didn't help with the case, even if it's like mirror Iris in this instance, like, because she's the one who started it all. So Joe's now investigating Carver and like Tati said, you know, who, why didn't they just come to her for some information or clues? And then we could have seen her try to thwart them the whole time. And then they would have grown mm-hmm. suspicious of her leading to the fight that kicked Barry out of the house. So I feel like that would have made more sense um, because 
you know, she was Mira Iris was really just going too hard and being the most passive in trying to take away Barry's powers. Like I would have at least I would have at least expected her to like go through Star Labs, find some needle, get an anti speed thing that she can come up with, or like ask around and make her look strange and suspicious too, and then try to do something with it and then be found out. So I don't know. It's just like yeah, that, that was fight was like um Ava's like drain him but that's your mission to dream of a speed and then she's like okay Barry save my dad and then she's like that's <laughs> it I'm done I have done my job yeah so it's just you know felt la- a little bit lackluster in that instance like I'm glad that the fight happened and that it finally moved it forward like Barry next week is like no you're not not my wife this is not happening <laughs> I got a pit I've got a um camera I'm gonna prove it but like I don't think that it flowed very well in getting finally getting there um so yeah and it doesn't help that we've had a five-week break too so we expected more (laughs) um do we have feedback we have a lot of feedback we do have feedback let's see starting with um tina let's see here yes Mm -mm. first time commenting oh but i've been listening to your podcast for over a year Welcome, Sheena. Yeah. Haven't been enjoying the Flash as much as I used to, but this season is definitely an improvement on the last. True. Took way too long to get there, but I'm happy that Barry's out of the dark. I guess Mira was kicking him out of their home with the jolt he needed. I love how we were all just, like, already on mentally on the next episode. Like, he's already figured it out. As far as we know, it's fine. (laughs) What an amazing performance by Candace and Grant. I love that Candace doesn't overdo it with the way she plays Evil Iris, but you can clearly see the difference between the two. Absolutely spot on. Mira Iris is cold, calculating, and manipulative. Someone on Twitter mentioned she's everything the anti-Iris crew constantly accuses our Iris of being. And the writers decided to give them the Iris they wanted. I can't find the appropriate words to describe how awesome the fight scene was. I think it beats 519 just on sheer brutality. Oh, wow. Hmm. There's no other way to say it, but she demolished Barry and me. I was honestly in pain (laughs) after that scene. Grant sold Barry's pain and confusion perfectly. The way he slowly walked to the door, then lingered there, even after she slammed the door in his face. My emotions! And he raised his hand to the door, dropped it slowly, and walked away. The camera pans to the watch, showing what's left of his speed draining. Mirror Iris knew exactly where it hit him, and mercilessly delivered the killing shot. <laughs> Ralph and Sue are back. I enjoyed the Sue Cisco interaction more. Hashtag do you Our next ship. Our next ship. Hey! Leave Camilla alone. <laughs> By the way, they are laying it on way too thick with the Rasu soulmate thing. Keep it subtle, please. I'm glad she gave him the diamond, and I hope we get a satisfying conclusion to the black hole storyline, considering they had to shut down. The diamond, like, it's like... Yeah. I don't know, I don't know. But then she said, um, Joe West is a meta. The man jumped out of a car going 120 miles an hour and didn't have a scratch <laughs> on him. That is so true. I don't know how he did it, man. All right. Suarez feedback. It did remind me of um, 115 because I feel like this is like the only, the second time we've seen Joe drive a car and this is the second time he's jumped out of one. <laughs> yeah, that's true. This man should not be in cars, clearly. They are not safe for him. All right. Suarez, hi. While I acknowledge that this week's flash was overall good, <laughs> I still felt somewhat disappointed. I felt like it exemplified what the flash does really well in setting emotional stakes with its characters but it showed what it does badly when it has so many characters to juggle. I know we're getting it soon, but it feels like it's been 84 years since we got progress on Iris' storyline. Yup. How long has she been in that mirror with Mirror Iris running around? 
I know that partially has to do with the hiatus, but it feels like the show has so many characters to juggle, and it can't get the proper mom- momentum on Iris and Candace's best storyline in years. And though it's, it's not as though I really want anyone to leave, except Nash, of course, but I'd rather um, wish the writers would balance out their characters better without having them take hiatuses, as they're doing with Joe slash Jesse again. I'm glad he got an emotional storyline with Barry, but uh, just to set him up for an exit? The highlights of this episode were Candace playing two irises and Grant and Jesse's performances. But the plot kind of let me down, to be honest. Yep, that's what, that's kind of how I feel. I feel like it's like dragging and also the characters kind of just pop in and out when they feel like it. Like it used to be, it used to be like, okay, everyone is in every episode and everyone's going to get something and that something might be like two minutes. And then people who are fans of that character are going to be mad, right? But now it's like, you don't have to, get, you're not guaranteed to get something. Just take a vacation. Come back in three weeks, and then you'll get yeah. something. I'm just so worried so because, like, like, they're even they're increasing the series regulars. I'm like, mm, is that a good idea? We're on this show right now. So, yeah, it's a little weird. All right. Shywan! Um, I hope you ladies are doing well and staying safe. I think we're all right. Um, it has been rough. I feel you. Um, I'm glad to get the, the flashback, even though the season has been shortened due to what's happening. And I know there's going to be unresolved things with episode 19 being the season finale. This episode I liked, but there were some eye-rolling moments. So one thing she enjoyed was the Barry and Mira Iris scenes. Mira Iris being her manipulative self, her new mission to drain Barry of his speed, figuring out that upsetting Barry triggers him losing his speed. His speed. I believe she tried to get Barry to use his speed by not answering the phone when Barry was calling her about Joe leaving. Ah, she wanted to guilt him. That's, I mean, you know, that's, that is definitely something that she could have been doing. If only she had been doing it on screen. Um, Barry... She then tried to guilt him into using his speed and finally went back to what she saw worked earlier and used his emotions to trigger it with those completely out-of-character words. Um, and Barry has no choice but to realize that this isn't his Iris. She might as well have said, I'm not your fucking wife. Her words were <laughs> over the top. <laughs> um, I enjoyed the scene, and I love that Barry finally realized it's not his Iris. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we're all just like, we're all just like done. He realized it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a cute uh that was a cute couple date night with the three couples on the show ralph cisco and sue stuff was funny i liked ralph and sue's dynamic cisco had me laughing being so extra why is carver blackmailing his her parents hopefully we'll get an answer to that i love that joe got a lot of focus in the episode it sucks that we have to go episodes without seeing him yep that does suck i love the sing twist didn't see that coming i'm wondering when he got taken over it explains how Mira Iris ended up with the prism thing last episode, because I was wondering how she got it in police custody. Oh, mm. that's a good point. That is, that's that is excellent. Yeah, excellent connecting of the dots. All right. The intensity of the bomb scene with Joseph Seal and Barry was good. Ragdoll was good. I don't get excited about him like others do, um, but he did his thing. <laughs> I guess nothing is more traumatic than facing your own mortality and thinking you're going to die and there's nothing you can do about it. Mm. Um, love that we got different locations this episode. Yeah, we've been do we've been doing so little Star Labs. I do love that. We gotta support that. Um, saw Carver's nice crib, Joe driving around the city, the bank. Um, I like seeing Barry figuring out shit on his own. He's been doing that a lot more this season. Uh Barry was going through it the entire episode with Mirror Iris and his speed. Of course, the watch only turns red when it involves Iris. Mm-hmm. Dislikes. The National Allegra storyline has to go. It was the most random scene. Yeah, they literally just got their checks and left. Like, like Nash just showed up like, I'm here. Okay, I'm gone, gone now. Just so, I want you guys to know that I'm here. Okay, thank you, Nash. What happened to Iris getting suspicious of Eva? Mm-hmm. I'd rather have that instead of the random scene of National Allegra. 
I'm ready to learn more what's going on with the mirror world. What, what's Black Hole about? It's time to focus on the big bad of the season. Mm. Yeah. Why they have Joe out here being a hypocrite? <laughs> Wasn't he just telling Iris not to be going after these people half cocked? Maybe yep. it's Mirror Joe and, they, and Mirror Singh wasn't aware. <laughs> anyway, now he's out there putting himself at risk trying to take Carver down. When you have Barry trying to be the voice of reason, we've got problems. Oh. Why was this so <laughs> extra with her screaming in Ragdoll's face? <laughs> oh, poor Cecile. Uh, Joe is going to witness protection without his family. Okay, then. Oh my god, I forgot to say that. My dislike. Yeah, you that don't makes go into no sense. Without your family? They were being threatened, too. That makes no yeah, sense. Yeah, the was <laughs> literally just kidnapped. Hello? Like, wouldn't they say, like, if if I'm a bad guy, and the person I'm going after is going to witness protection, but his family is right there, wouldn't I just yeah. kidnap his family to get him out of witness protection? Yeah. Like, hello? Yeah. yeah. That well, would, I mean, that would make sense, too, to just remove all you know, characters out of the way until they can get to, like, some final showdown. That would be really interesting, actually. Mm-hmm. Alas. Well, that's all. That's all from Shy One. Thank you for entertaining us with your thoughts, and I'm glad that you found it entertaining enough to give all those thoughts. So, um, with that in mind, we will move on to Legends. I forgot Paulina. Oh, no. I, for, she was first. I'm so sorry, Paulina. You were, you were, <laughs> you were too early. I, I missed you. Okay. Here we go. Um, we are holding up all right in South Isolation, Paulina, and I hope that you are also safe and healthy. Um, all right, here we go. Singh is a mirror pod person. How unfortunate. Um, will the David, will the actual David Singh and actual Camilla Wang please stand up? <laughs> does, this is my question too. Does, a- does Eva do this I'm a broken bird charade with them, wherever the heck they are as well? Wouldn't Iris notice Eva disappearing for long periods of time? Yes, this is my question. Eva herself said to Mirror Iris and Mirror Camilla um, in 6.15 that Iris had noticed that she was gone too long. So what is going on here? Are Sing and Camilla just trapped somewhere? In the mirror gun, apparently. Um, Mirror Iris really thought she was doing swell with her plan to keep Barry from taking taking on Carver. Um, Then Eva came and was like, that's way too much of a hassle. Just drain his speed. (laughs) And she delivered the killing blow by throwing Barry out. Mirror Iris is being absurdly irrational in the final scene. But what's bizarre is that two episodes ago, she was like, don't be the Flash. Don't use your speed. And the next, she's like, you're the Flash. You can search a 50-mile radius. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I think at that moment, Barry would have been like, didn't you just tell me not to use my speed? I'm so confused. Um, Mayor Iris is manipulative evil. <laughs> is a manipulative evil queen who really confuses me. I don't know what the heck she is. But we love to hate an evil queen who secured her bag, has a killer wardrobe, threw <laughs> Iris' husband out, and dumped Iris through a mirror. <laughs> HBIC energy. Although the You're My Home Not Anymore exchange was a really a gut punch. Home uh, yeah. is very That was unnecessary. That was unnecessary, Iris. <laughs> but, it was, but it was a great callback. That's why I'm like, that's going to be used in, a, in like 100 music videos now. That was oh, great. Oh, yeah. Um, 607, Iris asked <laughs> to come home. Um, and when he refuses, that's how she knows it's not her husband. Here, Mirror Iris said she's no longer Barry's home. And as he's walking away, all that suspicion, all that anger, it's coming together for him. So yeah, home is the trigger word. I love it. Um, lest there be lies told that the Flash Riders can't develop secondary ships. Look no further than the L- enemies to lover slow burn excellence that is Ralph Dimby <laughs> and Sue Dearborn. <laughs> um, being comic book royalty has its perks. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Ralph and Sue absolutely have not suffered from the let's throw these two characters together narrative. That's true. Um, I love what they're doing with Ralph and Sue so far. They're a whole serve. Speaking of, Cisco was straight up flirting with her in that one scene. He caught her airblown kiss. Excuse me, Cisco, you have a girlfriend. 
<laughs> Joe punching Carver, also a serve. I don't understand why the show limits Joe's concern to Cecil and to Cecil. Cecile and Jenna in these scenes. <laughs> they did it in season four as well. Who who are Iris and Wally, the forgotten stepchildren? <laughs> Joe can't stay put for one sec. Oh, well, you know, if you, if you follow um, Oliver and Felicity's line of reasoning, they are grown adults now who can take care of themselves. So it really <laughs> does not matter if I die. They will not care at all. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Joe can't stay put for one second before barreling recklessly into danger to help protect the city. And he wonders why Iris and Wally do the same thing. So true. We love the West family, the most heroic bunch who lack every ounce of self-preservation. Um, I don't blame Eva for wanting to take Carver down herself. He trapped her in a mirror, stole her work, and is using her research to fund his nefarious goals. I'd want to strangle him in his sleep, too, if I were her. I really liked the moment of Barry comforting Cecile when Joe was driven away to witness protection. That was sweet. Mm -hmm. Iris is really going through the ringer next week. It's her version of Barry's Ramsey-induced hallucinations and written by the same writers. So I'm really looking forward to it. Miss Patton is already serving some serious acting in the promo alone. And Barry reaching up to the mirror while I was on the other side in the promo. My emotions. Ah, yes, I cannot wait for next week. Oh my god, it's what I've—it's the moment that I've been that I've been missing. Connection right. vibes. Okay. And now <laughs> we move to legends. <laughs> now we move on to predictions. Yeah. <laughs> Who just want to go to legends? Why don't I you... am hosting Tati. <laughs> <laughs> All right, predictions. Do you have any? <laughs> Well, obviously, Barry figures out that it's not Mirror Iris in mm-hmm. <laughs> episode 17. You can tell that from the promo. I feel like, I guess mine is just the, I mean, I, I don't know if or when we'll be able to see it, like, soon. But I do feel like Camilla and Singh are not in the same Mirror world as Eva and Iris, just because it's different two different mirror masters like the mirror gun mirror master is a different mirror master than eva is so i feel like there's two separate roles there so they're either dead or they're in like some kind of like poppy dimension within the mirror gun and unless mirror iris lets them out then they'll just be stuck there is what Mm -hmm. i think yeah Yeah. i i mean it's the only i guess it's the only thing that makes sense my only question is then how is Eva making their little, or just, just she does not need, she doesn't need them to actually make the their mirror selves, you know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, like, Mirror Iris is part of Eva, so maybe, like, by extension. Uh, like, they're, they're in Iris's possession, so then Mirror Iris kind of, like, made them? Yeah. Mm. And they still, like, collectively go back to the hive mind of Eva being, like, the queen. <laughs> Perhaps. All right. Do you have any and, predictions, Tati? If I did, would I be so excited to go to Legends? <laughs> <laughs> Good points. Points are made. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, this is not a prediction, more of like a hope because synopses have been uh, <clears throat> vague and, and don't want to give away certain plots and, yeah, lies, basically. So, I I do still think that Iris will be out by end of 17 because I can't realistically imagine that she'll just like be stuck there through the end of 18. Either that and if she is then because she has she'll be no, out 17? 
I still think she'll be out by the end of 17 because like in one of his interviews, I can't remember which one it was, but Grant basically spoiled. Like he says things that usually come out straight from scripts or things that they talk about, you know? So he said that their connection will play, will figure into how to get her out. So obviously she's going to get out at some point within the next like episode or in a half or whatever. Like I, by 19, I'm positive. She's, she's out. You know? You know what? To be fair, I would be like pissed if he spent all seventeen trying to figure out how to get her out. Only to be distracted by Godspeed in eighteen, like, and she's still yeah. in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It would be it would be annoying for sure. And then, um, I think Sunshine Happiness on Tumblr, um, she keeps like an eye out for um, like Candace's posts in terms of like her wardrobe. And up until seventeen, she was still wearing her black mirror. Uh, outfit but there's no hint of that in 18 so i can only hope that that's like the synopsis is just like a vague thing that they can't spoil something that comes before that so they're just telling you that like she's trying to find a way out it's either that or my secondary theory is that if she stays in the mirror in 18 something about pied piper being different and the world being different post-crisis will give barry a hint as to how they can get her out. But, like, the connection thing gets me. Like, I just keep coming back to that. So, we'll see, I guess. And now we can move into Legends. <laughs> Memories. Sarah, Constantine, and Charlie find themselves in British Columbia searching for another piece of the loom where they come into onto the set of Supernatural, the actual Supernatural from the CW. Um, and they make a lot of references, which is very hilarious but they run into a problem they couldn't have foreseen zari has been having trouble feeling like herself so she goes on a meditative journey at the suggestion of behrad meanwhile ava volunteers to try and help rory with a personal problem that involves his daughter and how much she hates him (laughs) kevin mock directed the episode written by morgan faust and tyrone carter what sparked joy since tati is so excited about legends she can go first (laughs) yes Uh, now I'm telling like what happened in this episode. Um, well, I do love that Char- Charlie had a lot to do for once. Like that's new and different and fun. Um, so it was interesting to get more of a sense of like who her sisters are and what they did previous to um, Charlie ruining their lives by saving people's lives. How could she? Um, so yeah, that was fun. Also, I, I like that we see how much Charlie cares about the other legends and her place uh, with them. So she was really worried about Constantine and also, you know, of course, Sarah. And she could like stood up to a sister whose name I cannot pronounce. Um, Atherpose? Huh? Atherpose? Sure, that one. <laughs> I don't know why I, th- I thought it was also... What is the... the Clo- Clotho is Clotho. Charlie. Charlie. Yes. And then, As is crazy lady that was following uh-huh. her around this episode. And the and third the one third is one. I don't know. But the theory about the Plus, hell lady being um, one of her sisters correct. is correct. So, You're yeah. right. Yes. I do like that. I like that they connected the um, Constantine and Astra storyline to Charlie and the Fates. That was nice. I mean, it was already connected because that's what he needed. But it was still like everything's coming full circle, which I like. Um, and yeah, I like that. I even liked that, like, Charlie bled or whatever. She's like, oh, you've turned human or whatever. Like, oh, my God, she's becoming human. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. Also, John slash Constantine, 
Matt Ryan, that's his name. Matt Ryan did a good job of being Atropos as Constantine. And I was like, oh, hmm, what's happening? You know, we, we knew what was happening, but, you know, he was kind of like, like, I'm ready to pounce, but also I'm, like, listening. Like, hmm, what is my yeah. sister saying about I this? love the way that he was, like, walking. It was like, I'm sleuthing, but exactly. I'm walking seductively. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So all of that was fun. Um, what else? I loved, I loved that Bayrod's um, solution for Zari feeling like she was not... Um, I don't know, useful enough or whatever, like that, that the original Zari was like superior to her, um, was to be like, well, let's get high and commune with, <laughs> commune with the spirit of original Zari. Um, that was really sweet. I also love that he said like, oh, well, you're my favorite Zari. <laughs> that was really cute. I was like, oh. Um, so yeah. Um, I, and of course I love that I knew that Zari, original Zari, would just be happy that her family is fine. You know, she'd be like, well, I don't care what you're doing with your life as long as you have your parents and you have Bayrod. So what? You should, you're living the best life. I was like, oh, um, but at the same time, it was also like, like really sad because it's like, what is, where is original Zarya? Like, is she just dead? Is this like her ghost? You know, like, like now that we've actually like seen her and, and our, the new Zari in like the same physical space and like they're talking to each other. It's like, oh my God, it's like, we really only can have one or the other. Ah, this is horrible. Because it's like, I want Zari back, but I like, I'm like i liking uh, the new Zari. But also, of course, I want I her like- to keep her family. So it's mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I feel like it's like a good kind of like, I'm upset. I'm upset about this, but in a good way. I Even even when, you know, original Zari was like, oh, how about Nate? How are you and Nate doing? <laughs> I was like, it's really weird to be like, I want to ship myself with Nate. But it's not me, it's you. <laughs> Bone Nate for me for me so um yeah it's all very weird but well written i think that they did a good job with it um and of course just as zari is starting to come to terms with the whole situation and feeling better like oh i have my family and i'm actually useful on the on the ship and like oh all is good and then behad gets fucking stabbed oh my god i was so upset by this but it was like not sparking joy but it was like a good again it's a like, good use of tension and and stakes and drama so it was a very well, well-written episode is what I'm saying. Um, what else happened in this life? Oh, my God. I actually teared up over Ava and trying to help Mick with his daughter. When I was like, when, when, when Mick was actually like having all those little snapshot moments with, with his daughter. And then it still was like, oh, well, you're never there. You're only there like, you know, once a year. So, so like that did not work out the way that I expected. Uh, in fact, it is worse now. So, um, so yeah, I was like, oh, this is sad. And then I don't know if I like blacked out or if there was not a resolution to that. Like he went back in to apologize, but we didn't. Yeah. And then, we, I think that was where I stopped it. Like him going okay. back in to apologize. Okay. So we didn't see the apology, right? No. I was waiting to see it and then we didn't see it. But, but everything up to that point <laughs> was really good. I think this is Mick's best storyline since mm, ever well, cap, ever but like maybe <laughs> since like Captain Cold died like, you know his probably yeah. his um writer plot since the plot where he decided to become a writer and take it seriously i think oh, this yeah. is his best one mm. so yeah so that was all that was all good um let me see what else I'm trying to think like i'm like i know did more happen i liked all of it but 
I feel like that's done. <laughs> I think you covered all three stories, all three subplots. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so all of them are good. It's all good. Yay. Good job, Morgan Faust and Tyrone Carter. <laughs> I really enjoyed, I, I was surprised, I guess, how much I enjoyed the Mick plot this episode. Because I feel like the Mick plot and the Zari plot, I liked more than the main plot, really. Just because I feel like, I guess, I don't know. I guess I feel like the emotional stakes were higher or more immediate or whatever. Um, Mick trying to get to Noah's daughter, trying to, like, be better now that he is, that now that he knows about her. And Ava volunteering to stay behind and help him and insert himself into, like, little chapters in her life to make it feel like, to her that they had more time, but also to give Mick more time to get to know his kid. And just, I mean, obviously it didn't work out in the long run. Cause she was just like, you know, so you pop in every now and then, and then you bail. So that's not better, but the montage was nice. The montage was very emotional of like moments. And I'm sure, I mean, for Mick, it was all happening fast like back to back to back they're just like hopping around different points in time so for him the montage that we see is probably the emotions that we felt from that are the same emotions that he got from that but when you do look at it from the daughter's point of view and along in the long view it doesn't match up to the same level of emotion that mick is feeling it in the moment uh but i do like at the end of that the uh resolution was not for Mick to like give up on it um which he was very much ready to do but also to just kind of like take accountability for it and have an open conversation with her so I, I think that I mean it's this really feels I feel like we say this like all the time I feel like we said this about his Rebecca Silverfall too like it feels like it would be a nice way to exit for him if they did decide to rotate him out of the Legends roster, like him actually spending time, or maybe he'll tell Zara that he's a legend and then she'll be fine, like go save the world at and that'll be it. But it feels like it's leading towards somewhere um, with a lot of depth for Mick. So that is something that I wasn't expecting the Legends to do because I feel like they don't really like giving Mick a lot of depth, but this arc definitely has given him more depth as a character. And then with the Zari subplot, um, minus the opening scene, I really enjoyed her coming, her, like, her and Bayrod's, like, conversation about um, old Zari versus her Zari. And, you know, Bayrod saying that she is his favorite Zari and that, you know, um, when they were, like, on, he's trying to get her to, like, um, relax and play video games. And, like, she has this, like, Raven Simone moment where she's like that's so Raven's it and just beats him <laughs> automatically in um, Mortal Kombat or wherever they were playing um, and then like his suggestion to get high and go into uh, Air Totem Trip um, leading her to meet with her original version of herself um, I like that they basically in this episode from my perspective, established that it is okay for New Z not to be in love with Nate just because old Z had bad taste in men. So, 
that was great for me. <laughs> you know, like the last time Harag cock blocked his sister was when it was like revealed that he slept with Charlie. But at least this time he's cock blocking the right relationship. And um, New Z is not interested in Nate just because Nate and Harag are such good friends. And I feel like in that conversation, like when she's in the dream world with old Zari, just, and I guess all of Z's insecurities up until this point about, you know, Nate Dehrad felt so excited about the possibility of old Zari and LOL that they thought Dehrad was still on the ship at that time. <laughs> it was just like the three of them instead of like Dehrad not being there at all because he died as a child. Um, but, like, her insecurities about not being able to fit in with the bros that are Nate and Behrad, um was just a kind of, like, really realistic. But I also feel like originals are, like, the reason why Nate and Behrad get along so much is because Behrad is basically the original Zari as a male. <laughs> and I feel like that's um, another... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because of the food, like, and the food, the games, the way that he dresses, he's basically old Zari. Like, yeah, that's that's basically who he is, and that's why he and Nate get along so well. So I also feel like that's another reason why I don't need to have Nate and Zari in this form, because it's basically that relationship is Nate and Perot now, so I feel like Hopefully, they will keep that same energy and not put them back together. So that was great. Um, I do, like like you said, it, that was really, like, really good tension at the end when, you know, Zari's just had this kind of self-love epiphany acid trip where she has, like, gotten a lot of confidence and... I thought it was really, like, a nice emotional moment when um, Zari was telling Z that, you know, you are enough, basically. And then she, because she comes out and she has, like, everything that, you know, that old Z was striving for with her family. And um, only for Z to come out and Behrad is killed um, was really, really heartbreaking. And I feel like... um, the end where she goes to Constantine, like, I'm going to stay by your side. You see, like, a different side of Z, and, like, this Z, like, Behrad has just died. It feels like there's a possibility that it could pull out some of, like, the... We could actually see what made old Zari into the Zari that she was through Z now having to deal with the grief of losing her brother in such a painful way and doing whatever it takes to get him back. So maybe that will be part of where, like, the blending of the two Zs come together. Um, mm. Yeah. So I guess that's a little bit prediction-y. But the Loom storyline, I don't really have, <laughs> I don't have much to say about it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Other than, like, yay, Charlie. Baby Charlie was really cute. I know. Yeah. Was really cute. Are those all your thoughts, my dear? Yeah, because I don't really have thoughts on the the main plot. So yeah, I mean, I agree with most everything. Like Mick, this is like the one time where I'm like, I really enjoyed this Mick storyline. I can't believe I just said that. 
um, because it was really thoughtful. And, you know, I love that Ava was the one to help him because of her whole thing about being a clone. <laughs> I love that it's like a continued thing, but like, we don't say the C word. <laughs> so when you said it, she's like, <gasps> Um, but it was just really uh, well done because like when you think back on your own life, it's like, oh, you, you it is like a highlight reel, you know, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's not just those pictures that people carry with them. It's it's the whole right. everyday life experiences yeah. and, and memories with with your parents and whatnot. So it's just like for his daughter, that was the issue. It's like, well, he's been out of jail for 10 years now. Why haven't you come around? Um, so it is like he sort of gave her more issues because abandonment issues are worse than suddenly finding out you have a dad that he didn't know he didn't know you existed either and you didn't know he existed. <laughs> so um, I like that whole storyline for him because it gives him a lot of depth. And, and you're right, Jess, like it does feel like it's leading somewhere, but I'm not about to like get my hopes yeah. up because <laughs> we've been there before. <laughs> um, but it was really well done for like a story for him because he's he's becoming a lot more of a softy and it's really nice to see. Um, the main part of the Charlie storyline that I loved, I loved all the supernatural references. First of all, I used to watch the the show back in the day and it was <laughs> Dean was her hall pass. That was hilarious. Um, and all of the, you know, I expect the- gave hall passes. To <laughs> <laughs> I, I did expect for them to make, like I expected Constantine to make more of, more jokes about you know like the props and the devil's trap because he's a warlock and whatnot but so that was a little bit disappointing but otherwise um the crew being zombies or whatever was pretty on point um and then charlie's storyline itself with like her sister and feeling small um amidst like the wrath of her older sister was really well done i think it really showed the differences between them and how much charlie has changed as a person given all her contacts with humanity and friendships with the legends and um, all of that development for her versus like Atropo still being this ragey, soulless, heartless type person. Um, but also you see like how Charlie is really affected by her sister still, because like no matter what happens or how many years it's been that she's um, seen her, those old ties those family ties are always come back to like haunt her um so i really like that and i'm looking forward to seeing where that goes um atropo as a character was just really terrifying like i was scared when she just walked up to the band and just murdered people and then coming after the legends too it was just super terrifying um but yeah i especially love the zari story because it just i love that they're giving her so much to do because like initially at the beginning of the season, I was worried that they're just going to swap out Zari and that's really going to be the end of that. Um, but new Zari is getting a lot of stuff and I'm really, really happy about that. Like Zari meeting old Zari in like a very Iranian setting. You got the the background, the the decorations, the seating, tea, everything was great. Um, and then how they kind of like connected and you see how old Zari was really okay with the fact that she doesn't need to come back because she fulfilled what she set out to do essentially from like when we first met her um, back in the day. And then like new Zari feeling really insecure and it was really thoughtful and well done um, that the way that they gave us like insight into her character, because we've seen 
several moments throughout all of the episodes about how much depth she really has and her wanting to move on from Z Nation and, and becoming like this different person. And I thought that her meeting old Zari gave us a hint of like how they could be two people, two different people, but the same person at the same time. And I thought their meeting was really, really emotional and Behrad's death as much as, you know, obviously I didn't like it, but it was, it made sense, you know, because like you have the fate and he's technically not supposed to be around. So she just Mm -hmm. like kills him off because he's not of this time or whatever. And like you said, Jess, you know, now they both have the same mission essentially is to save their brother and i think like this the scene where zari's crying and everybody's comforting her and then it just becomes like one person and then it's just her i think was really really effective to see like how this event has changed her and how behrad's death has changed her because we saw throughout the episode like how close they're they've becoming they're becoming um so it was nice to really see her finally come into her own in a way i'm sad that this is the way that it had to happen but like i'm glad that she has a mission she's gonna save behrad because i'm totally on board with i'm totally on board with this i believe that this is what's gonna happen because they can't just kill him off and leave him dead (laughs) So I love the fire that she had when she went to Constantine. She's like, we're going to save my brother and I'm going to be watching you. <laughs> um, what did not spark joy? Well, um, Bayrod getting, <laughs> being in danger does not spark joy. <laughs> save him. I was very upset when that happened. Also kind of just upset that like, like I, I understand, I think what they were trying to do, but when she was like, okay, I'm going to take this, and if you try to stop me, then I'm going to kill your sister, right? And then he obviously didn't stop her because he loves his sister and doesn't want to have his sister. But then she was, like, 10 feet away, and he's like, okay, now I'm going to try to stop her. And it's like, what do you think is going to (laughs) happen? Do you think that makes Zari safe now, you weirdo? So I just thought it was, like, a really weird, like, little moment of, like, they wanted to have both of it, right? They wanted to show that Bayrod would risk whatever for his sister, right? But then also wanted to show that he would not let the bad, the villain go, you know? So I was like, mm, I don't know. Mm-mm. So that happened. Um, I feel like Sarah, I don't know. Am I, it's just, I feel like just Sarah's just like not really doing things in the episodes. Maybe yeah. <laughs> like, oh, like she was like there and she didn't die and that was not it. And I was like, okay, hmm. I feel like the season has been very like, like weirdly Sarah light. Um, mm. also, I, yes, I, I, like Jessica will say, I don't think that we needed the whole little Zari just wound up in Nate's bed. Like, oh my God, how did this happen? That seemed, uh, just like fan service, but like fan service for which for fans? <laughs> <laughs> the two people. <laughs> mean that's mean i'm sure there are plenty of people who like it but it's not me and therefore i resent it (laughs) (laughs) like i'm a fan too legends writers exactly service me (laughs) (laughs) so anyway that was that was a little bit just like okay um yeah like the way that they had it in the promo so we thought that it was going to go somewhere not that we wanted it to but we thought that there was going to be something that mattered and then it was just like not at all um, also, I forgot to put this in likes. I thought it was like, well, like, you know, I was like, pain when they were like, yeah, we were besties and we did this together and that together. I bet all three of us just, you know, being awesome. But really, Behrad wasn't there. And I was like, oh, oh, 
so um that i guess is actually like but it's a dislike i think that like that's the reason that zari is giving for why she wouldn't work with nate because behrad and her are so close because i think like that sounds fake like when you met nate you thought he was a weird stalker it's okay. it's so just trying to be nice to her. Like, nice. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I will not be boning him before you. Um, but but yeah, other than that, I don't know. I feel like mm, mm, I would like more of the Astra um side of things. I feel like we were hard on that for a couple episodes and now it's just kinda like, what are we waiting for? I guess just for them to find the pieces of the loom and blah blah blah. Like, it'd be nice to get to see that be more involved, especially now that we know that that's the third sister. So hopefully in the coming weeks, we will get to see Astra jump back in the mix. But yeah, but otherwise, there wasn't really much for me to dislike of this episode because I thought it was really good. It's like a return to Legends. Well, I guess, like, one thing that I would wonder is, like, we know that one sister was in hell all this time. We know that Charlie has been, you know chameleon it up, switching up faces and personalities for centuries. But, like, where is ha- where has Apropos been, like, all this time? I feel like that's one question that should have been answered. Like, where were you, girl? That's true. That's <laughs> true. Why did it take you so long? <laughs> yeah, why did it take you, like, why is she just showing up now? Why did it take her so long? Was she in hell with the other sister? Or, like, where was she during all of this that we are just now seeing her? Um, yeah. That I guess it's not really just like it's just kind of like an open-ended question, like you know, where were you? Especially since she seems like the the last level of like the boss that you have to defeat. <laughs> I think that if she's that powerful, you probably should have she probably should have been doing something throughout this time that we could like call back to him, like, oh yeah, so that's what that was, you know. Um, Zari sleepwalking into Nate's bed at the beginning of the episode was just unnecessary. I feel like in the trailer, it made it seem like this was going to be, like, a Zari-focused episode. Like, that was in the whole, like, her reconnecting with Nate or whatever. Um, but since it wasn't, like, it was just basically, like, unneeded to the story. Like, I could have done without that scene, and I feel like they could have done without that scene. Especially since, like, she gets there, and we find out that it's because she slept walk. And then when she tries to, like, escape, she runs into... Like, it's, that's, that's, like, the one time when everyone decides to be in the hallway at the same time. So it's, like, Behrad and then Charlie, and then it just, like, keeps going with, like, Ava. And it, it felt like the bathroom scene, again, where Ray is trying to, like, explain him leaving, and everyone just keeps showing up, and he has to, like, keep re-explaining. <laughs> so it's, like, oh, yeah, the, same, yeah. the same gag. But it's just, like you know, there's, like, all this, like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, but then they basically don't interact in any kind of, like, meaningful way for the rest of the episode until Nate has to tell Zari that her brother died. Um, And also, like I said in My Sparks Joy, it was basically established that Z doesn't have to be in love with Nate and that they probably won't go anywhere. Um, Also, the fact that Parad said that Nate just likes doomed romances, that's, like, another thing for me that suggests that he and Z, this new Z, won't be together. So I feel like, so what was the reason? <laughs> Why did I have to see her <laughs> wake up in bed? With it was like Nate a goodbye. A goodbye to Nate and Zari. <laughs> I don't, like, I didn't need it. <laughs> um, yeah. The, I, I, it's not really a dis, 
like I just didn't feel as invested in the loom plot as other people. Um, so it's just kind of like a it, it sparks nothing. It did not not spark joy. It just didn't uh-huh. at all. It didn't spark at all for me. So I, I, I guess I wonder, like, I think what what you said, May, about like, is is it just that I would like to see more of the Astra side of things, or I guess I did not like that Constantine. Like, Charlie just found out her entire band was, like, massacred. And Tonsine was like, yeah, so about the loom. (laughs) Let's continue on. I'm not going to, like, shed tears for you and all of your fallen people. You need to, like, pull it together, girl, and let's go. Like, I didn't really like that. And that that just led to the rest of the loom plot. So maybe that's why I didn't like the lead-off to the loom plot. So it did not spark joy for me. Oh, good points. I thought I'm gonna start with the supernatural thing because I'm like, what was the point? Oh, <laughs> if you're going to have a crossover, yeah. If you're gonna have a crossover, but you're only gonna have the, the prop of the car and not even make any jokes with Constantine being there of all people about a show that deals with devil's traps and shit. Come on now, like, what? Why was it even there? Was it just an in joke that you just had to be in? Like, oh, I'm going to Vancouver and look, I'm on the supernatural set. I feel like it was just a waste, <laughs> especially since they're on the same network. So, um, yes, I also dislike the sorry Nate bed scene. Uh, it was, it felt really out of place because I don't think that it was required for us to have to see this vision on screen <laughs> for her story to get to the point of her having to take, um, the drugs basically to go see old Zari. Um, so yeah, I, I completely agree with that sentiment. You know, we're over it. It's been half a season already and we haven't gotten any major whiffs of Zari and Nate really wanting to be together, not even like longing on his part. So I don't see why we had to bring that back up if they're not going to take it anywhere at all. Um, it just feels like it's tacked on at this point. Um, just like with new Zari, if you're going to have her be there, just let it go. Let the past go. <laughs> um, I did not like Behra dying, even though, you know, I like where it's going. I don't like the fact that we finally got an episode with him and Zari really bonding. And that's the point where you're like, oh, crap, you know, they're getting along really well and things are going so smoothly. And you're like, shit, something's about to happen. Um, and I hate that it was that. Because I think that he, the actor, is such like a great addition to the cast, and I think that he has really great chemistry with everybody, and he fits in really well. So it was really upsetting that they had to take out one um, sibling to sort of give Zari a additional storyline. Um, right. But I guess it can be like a theme of siblings and all that stuff because with all the Charlie stuff. Um, <sighs> Constantine sort of expects sympathy from everyone regarding his stories and his mistakes and yeah and he doesn't give it to anybody else because like last season we had him with um the whole dev storyline and what happened with him and the demon and then this season we have astra and him trying to get her and her mom back to a normal life and bring her mom back so it just feels like it's very 
it's all about Constantine. And when, as soon as it's about somebody else, he's like, no, we don't have time. We don't have the five minutes to spare in this episode to give to you, Charlie. We must continue. <laughs> um, so I really don't like that. And it seems like a recurring theme. And I hope that after this whole Behrad thing and what happened with Atropo, that he finally learns that he can't just like charge in without a plan and expect things to go well. Um, so yeah, those were my main my main dislikes. Um, do we have feedback? We do. Yes, we do. Starting with uh, Sw- mm, nope, uh, Shang, <laughs> who <laughs> updated his feedback because he didn't type out a Sarah theory that I'm excited to read. All right. Oh, um, he says he hasn't sent any feedback because he hasn't been in the best situation since Mr. Corona hit, and I'm so sorry to hear that, Shang. I hope that you are doing better. Um, and that things will improve even more and that your family is safe and healthy. And also he says Corona's a man because he had the audacity. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Legends feedback. I was not expecting things to get sad because I finished watching a devastating episode of Motherland for, oh my God, Motherland for Salem. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's the, that's the other one that I've been like been watching this week and it is heavy. It is oh. heavy. It Did is heavy. Do you recommend it? If, yeah, I mean, yeah. if you like being sad. <laughs> no, it's, it, it is good. like being sad? No, it no, is no, definitely no. better than expected. <laughs> There's, you know, a lot of witchcraft. There's a lot of stuff going on. It's a very military yeah. thing, but, like all of, but because they're witches, like, witches are the generals and the matron, like, they're really, like, pushed as the strength in the back bone of yeah. the military which is interesting. Mm-hmm. interesting it's like it's like look at this matriarchy but also they're working for the patriarchy mm. <laughs> layers so <laughs> anyway no uh, but is a black woman oh that's true that's true so yeah it's matriarchy all around baby <laughs> i thought i would get my mood lightened by legends but i got sad twice and i had to lie on my bed and space out for two hours <laughs> Uh, if Zari said the totem bearers are inside that place, does that mean Amaya's spirit is there too? I miss her. Ooh, oh. that's a good. That's a good question. I teared up looking at old Zari. Yep, yep. Constantine is such a shitbird. I'm honestly tired of him. At least Mick rarely has plot lines. The writer just inserts Constantine into situations, and I don't want it. I'd rather switch him out for another new legend. That reminds me, we could have put this in the news, but we didn't. Um, Justice League Dark is going to HBO Max. J.J. Abrams is the one that's writing it. And I would imagine you don't do Justice League Dark with... Oh, wait, we talked about this last week. Just kidding. Yeah, we did. But, mm-hmm. yeah. but you don't do Justice League Dark without Constantine. So maybe they will send Matt Ryan from Legends to to um, Justice League Dark, and then you have to worry about him anymore. Yay! Okay. Something definitely happened to Sarah. Interesting points. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and finally, here's his theory. Mm-mm-mm. Something definitely happened to Sarah's eyes. Even though she survived the Loom Sister fight. I'm wondering if something if something's up, and that's why she was wearing sunglasses like Cyclops from X-Men in quite a few of the new trailer scenes. So here is my theory. Sarah survived because she was brought back by the Lazarus Pit. Maybe mm-hmm. she got some powers of Dionysus, God of Rebirth, hence she didn't die, but it wasn't enough not to affect her. That's interesting. very interesting. But yeah. wasn't there, like, that thing that she was supposed to get some kind of, like, superpower? Wasn't it from a sneeze or something? I think this was the superpower right or like some they mentioned something having to do with magic so i guess this is i thought she got like a cold like a magical cold and now like she has superpowers which just sounds stupid so if this is (laughs) (laughs) 
is what they edited. This is better. It's less stupid than like a magical sneeze, but <laughs> Yeah. And excuse me, Shang, Dionysus is the god of wine, okay? <laughs> yeah. Dionysus is the god of wine. He could be the god of rebirth. Yeah, yeah. So. He, well, he was god of many things. God of a good time. That is, that is definitely God of a good time. Theory. Yeah, I like yeah, it. Let's hear it. Mm, yeah, okay. <laughs> what do was you that? ladies have any predictions? <laughs> oh, we still have to give Shang. Shang. Swara. I'm sorry. I'm mixing everyone's oh, names up. right. Swara's got that sorry, too. Sorry, Swara. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Legends. This episode was amazing and almost everything I could have wanted for a Zari storyline. Tala Ash fired on all cylinders, present and alternate future to Zari. Seeing old Zari well up with tears, the knowledge that her family was now alive was everything I needed. Yes, she succeeded. I'm so happy to have watched that breathtaking performance by Tala. Watching her reassure herself that, that she was enough as a hero was so cathartic. Zari is absolutely my favorite DCTV character for so many reasons, and I cannot wait to see where she goes from here. I was certainly upset, but I wasn't angry about her at Bayrod's death. I found that it very much fit with the narrative of the episode and the season, and I love dedica- Zari's dedication to avenging his death and bringing him back from the dead. I am actually very hopeful that they will succeed and bring him back. They better. And whether he stays on the Wave Rider would be another question, of course. I also really enjoyed Charlie facing her sisters for the first time in centuries. And I can't wait to see where she goes on her continuing journey. Overall, this was a standard episode. But who was that bad man? Bald man that Ava was helping out. I must have this person blotted from my memory somehow. Tragic. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And that's our Legends feedback. Excellent predictions do we have any i don't know that we have any of that with top shangs but behrad's coming back from the dead i don't care yeah (laughs) i just hope like the whole killing behrad because his life is in defiance of fate thing doesn't mean that we end the season without like bringing him back because i really like him i like the actor and i like new z no offense to old d but like old z is basically behrad so like we can have both <laughs> yeah, like, I have, have male and yeah. female form. <laughs> and I, I feel like they could definitely do like the whole Wonder Twin thingy, Air Totem thingy, if they tried hard enough. Like they did yes. it. For- and they, they did name drop. They did name drop the Wonder Twins. Yeah, type. yeah. So I feel like they could do that. Also, even if they didn't do that, like Z has done like enough as a legend on her own without the the whole Air Totem thingy. So I feel like she could totally still do that. And I don't also don't feel like resetting the world again after it's already been safe for an entire season. So like Aspo's thing was like, you know, you're not supposed to be here and they want to like bring restore order to the world. But I feel like that means like re-killing the world or like yeah. taking us back into dystopia. And I just don't want to do that. So And I, I hate the idea too that Zari would have to have failed twice at this point in saving right. her family, which really sucks and kind of takes away from her own sacrifice last season. Lady with gumption of the week of the only side, the A side. Hmm. <laughs> um, Zari for confronting herself. Charlie for confronting her sisters. Um, I would say Charlie for Legends. Mm-hmm. Like Charlie edges out Zari just a little okay. bit. Cecile for screaming in Ragdoll's face. <laughs> um. And Iris, Mirror Iris, Iris for taking Barry out of the house. <laughs> I saw like a um, a meme that you know like reactions to that. Yes. There was one with like Megan the Stallion. She was like doing her hair and like driving, and they have her like running over someone in the car, and she just doesn't care. Yes, 
like mirror her today. <laughs> yes, she, she gets perfect. LWG for having the audacity. <laughs> the audacity. <laughs> All right. So who who is our final? I feel like narratively, probably Charlie. Yeah. I will also third this. I would say, I would have said sorry if she had saved her brother, but she didn't. Yeah, you <laughs> failed. <laughs> failed. <laughs> All right, so Charlie, Charlie, it is. Charlie is our ladies' gumption for episode one thirteen, and that is the end of our show for this week. We will be back next week once more with Flash Legends and Batwoman. So every week we'll be adding an extra show. <laughs> Stay tuned for that. Uh, in the meantime, you can send us all your lovely thoughts to ladieswgumption at gmail.com, over on the Tumblr at ladieswgumption.tumblr.com, and find our podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play, and anywhere else you might listen to the podcast. So until next week, fare thee well. Bye. Bye.